0: Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along Verse by Verse with Pastor John. Kill my son for God and obey his commands. So the two of them walked on together. Interesting, father and son Walking together and this is going to be repeated in just like the next verse or so The two of them walked on together. Maybe this is Abraham. You know, I get one last walk with my son I hope God does a miracle raises him from the dead and we get to walk back down the mountain together I believe I believe the promises of God because Abraham is the father of faith. He's an example to us and you know, I think Jesus had his father walking along with him down the road of suffering. Do you ever do that? You know, it's a Catholic tradition. You carry the cross and you walk with patrons. Believers, as they carry the cross, I've done it. It's done still today in Jerusalem, carrying the cross. And you you have the stages of the cross, and he falls under the cross, and someone offers him a drink of water. And you see this in the passion of the Christ. Jesus bearing the cross and falling under its weight. But Jesus is not alone. Because I believe God, his heavenly father, walked with him all the way up to the mountain. Verse 7. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering?" Daddy, we've made a big mistake. (laughs) We've come so far. The donkey, the men, the food, the preparation. You got the knife. We got the wood. We got the fire. But we forgot the most important part of the sacrifice. We forgot to bring a sacrificial lamb. You ever have your kids ask you questions? But, Daddy, why this? And, Daddy, where did the moon come from? And, Daddy, why can't I do this? And, and they ask their inquisitive questions, their endless questions. But this is a question that is too difficult to answer. How do you tell your son, we didn't forget the lamb because you're the sacrifice? How can you say such a thing? How can you think such a thing? How can you do such a thing? This is insanity. Or maybe it really is God. Verse 8, Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son." God will provide. God will work it out. God will provide himself as the sacrifice. I think this is a Holy Spirit prophetic thing. I think God gave Abraham the most difficult answer and said God will make a way. God will work it out. God will send himself to be the sacrifice for us all, and for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Yes? God gives himself. Jesus is God the Son. God will provide himself. And God will be the sacrifice. Jesus will be the Lamb of God sacrificed for the sins of the world. So the two of them walked on together. That same sentence is repeated again. Emphasis, father and son walking together to the place of sacrifice, the father with his son going all the way to the bitter end. God will walk with you when you sacrifice to him. He may ask you to bring your dreams to the altar. Oh, but I always wanted to marry this person. I always wanted to have this child. I always wanted to be in ministry. I always wanted to have this dream house. I always wanted this healing that I claimed. And sometimes God will say, no, bring it to the altar and sacrifice it to me and offer it up and surrender that dream, that wish, that hope, that thing you wanted so bad, you sacrifice it to me. I don't want to do that. Put the knife to your dream. This is insane. I'm going to stab my baby boy. I'm going to slash my dreams and my hopes. Why would I cut these things off? Because whatever you give to God, he will multiply it back to you. It's a step of faith. If you will give this one thing to the Lord, he'll give you so much more. I've seen it. I've done it. I've experienced it. Verse 9. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham, this is the exact mountain. This is the perfect spot. This is like it's all going to happen thousands of years later. This is where my son will die. Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood. The altars were made out of stone, uncut stones, gathering the stones. Come on, Isaac. Help me build this altar. Let's make it beautiful to the Lord. Let's put the wood on top. Now Isaac, stand still and let me tie you up. And bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham's way past 100 years old. I mean, he's like slow and old and not very strong. Isaac is a big, strapping young man. He could fight off his father. He could outrun him. He could get loose. Do you know what I think is going on? That Isaac willingly obeys his father and he's willing to die and he trusts his father. It's like Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane and he says, I don't want to drink from this cup, but not my will. Your will be done. I will willingly go to the cross. I will willingly die on that piece of wood. And Jesus is laid down on the cross as the Roman soldiers put the spikes in his hands and his feet. Some believe they would actually put ropes too and fasten them around the arms. And they lift up that huge piece of wood and they drop it into the hole of Golgotha, the place of the skull, Mount Calvary. It has its various names in different languages. He's there at the altar. He's on top of the wood, and he doesn't fight. Was it Peter that says, come on, Jesus, let's fight them. We could could stab them with these uh, swords, and Jesus like, put the sword away, you know. Peter, i got to die. Peter, I could call thousands of angels, legions of angels, and they'll save me, but this is God's will. I willingly give my life as a human sacrifice for the sins of the world. Verse 10, Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Can I tell you, he goes all the way. He doesn't hold back. It's the very moment and he lifts the knife and it's like God, I'll do whatever you say if you want me to sacrifice this thing this person, this dream, this promise, you gave it to me, you're the giver, and I will not put a gift higher than you, the ultimate giver. I will lift the knife to my dream. But God intervenes at the last very second he does that to me. It drives me batty. I hate that. I'm like, God, why couldn't you do that before? <laughs> while we're coming down three days, while we're walking up the mountain. But he waits to see are you really going to sacrifice? Are you really going to come to the altar? Are you really going to lay it down? Are you going to come to the feet of the cross and let it go? Verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. He said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad, your beautiful teenage boy, and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God. You have reverence and respect toward me this is not just an angel it is the messenger from God himself the Lord Jesus Christ it's God talking in first person it is Jesus we call this a Christophanies when Christ appears a theophanies when God himself shows up now I know that you fear God since You have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. First person, God speaking. You are going to sacrifice him to me. I know you love me. I know you're obedient. I know you have faith. You have passed the test. And Jesus is there firsthand to witness it. I think the whole Trinity is there and this is like a dress rehearsal because we got to go through this all over again. But this time we're going through with it. Jesus will hang on the cross for six hours and bleed until he dies. The sacrificial lamb. 13. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of a son. What a coincidence! Oh no, this is divine. This is beyond circumstance. God has put that ram, that male, mature lamb in the right place to be a substitutionary sacrifice and to take the place of someone else. This is Jesus. Jesus is male. He's mature. He's holy. He's without sin. He is the lamb of God and he doesn't come by circumstance or coincidence he comes because he's divinely sent at the perfect time he shows up to take your place to be your substitute see Jesus died in our place we should have been on the cross but he took our place our sin our punishment our spikes Our crown of thorns, right? The curse of the thorns, all the way back to Adam. Verse 14: Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. Another name for God, the names of God keep appearing: Jehovah Jireh, my provider. His grace is sufficient for me, if you know the song. God will provide. He'll make a way. He'll take care of you. He'll come through if you will trust him, believe him, and put your faith in Christ. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it will be provided at this very mountain. At this very place, God will provide for you. Jesus will come. He'll live perfect without sin. He'll bring love and joy and peace, his teachings, his light, the gospel, and he will bring himself and be that human sacrifice, willingly shed his blood for us. Receive God's substitute. Verse 15, then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, by myself I have sworn, I swear by no one that is greater, I am the greatest, and I swear by myself to you, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. 17 Indeed I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your seed Now this this is a new concept your seed The woman carries the egg the man carries the seed the seed singular this seed is the key to everything. The seed will come through you, Abraham. And Paul hits on this idea of the seed. I would have never known. Notice the seed singular, not seeds plural, and it's Galatians uh, last part of verse 16, uh, talking about Abraham. God does not say to Abraham, to seeds. As referring to many, but rather to one, to your seed, that is Christ. Abraham, through Isaac and Jacob and the Jews and the line of Judah and through Mary, <laughs> the seed will come. How bizarre, immaculate conception, a miracle, the incarnation where God becomes human flesh. Through your seed, the blessings will come, right? And will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your seed, singular, shall possess the gate of their enemy, a position of power and authority. 18, and in your seed, singular, all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. I think it's more than the Jews. It is through this seed that all mankind, all nationalities, all people will be blessed. We can get saved, all the Gentiles. All the whole globe through the Lord Jesus Christ he's the seed who comes to the cross he dies for us all and if we put our faith in Christ we will be blessed and we will be descendants of Abraham children of faith children of the promise not children of the flesh like all the other religions God rejects the children of the flesh, the sons of the flesh. He only accepts the children of the promise. 19. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham lived at Beersheba. Come on, boy. Let's go home. Mm, But don't tell your mother. (laughs) I don't know what he said. I'm sure Sarah's like, and you did what? It was God. The provision of God. God had a miracle plan. I don't know what the conversation was. And then the next few verses are lineage through Abraham's uh, brother, uh, Nahor, who has eight sons and he has tribes but we want to focus on the tribes of Israel and they will come through Jacob whose name will be changed to Israel and he will have 12 sons and they will become the 12 tribes of Israel. Our substitutionary sacrifice, what does it mean? what does God want me to do he wants you to raise the knife he wants you to sacrifice to him anything that is in between you and him he must come first he wants to be above all the gifts all the promises all your hopes and your dreams and your wants, those things that are so important to you. He wants to be number one above everything else. It's hard to sacrifice to the Lord. I've had worldly relationships that wanted to pull me away from the Lord. And I said, no, I cannot be unequally yoked. I must cut it off, I must let you go and obey the command of the Lord. I had this gorgeous, beautiful house in Los Angeles, I love my dream house. And one day God said, sacrifice it to me, put it up for sale and leave. Leave this land and go into the ministry and go where I will show you. And I left my house up for sale, not knowing would it sell. I love that house so much. But I just turned my back to it, and I walked away from it. It's funny how when you sacrifice things to God, money, jobs, careers, dreams, hopes, and you give them to the Lord, you know what he does sometimes? Sometimes. He gives them back to you even bigger and better. And I had bigger and nicer houses with like half the mortgage. <laughs> I had better relationships. I had better jobs. I had better gifts. Just like Abraham sacrificed Isaac. And what does God do? He gives him back to him. But he needs to know, am I number one? Is Jesus number one in your life above everything and everyone else. Place it on the altar. Sacrifice it to Jesus. Give it back to the Lord. Follow through. Hold nothing back. It says in Hebrews 11:17 By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son sacrifice. Your dream. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the angel of the Lord, the great messenger from heaven. Come down to earth to watch what we do. May we obey you, may we sacrifice to you, may we give you whatever you call for. Christ, may we put you first before everything and everyone, every hope and dream and wish and promise. You're number one. You're our all in all. You're our promised son. In you are all the promises of God. Thank you, Father God, for sacrificing your only begotten son, Jesus. Jesus, we accept you as our sacrificial lamb, the lamb of God who has come to take our place. Be our substitute today. Pay our price. Shed your blood on our behalf because we need you. We need our heavenly father. We want heaven. We put our faith and trust in your works and not our own. We want to be children of faith, children of the promise today for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is is CalvaryReno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.